Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, March 29th. This is Elliot News with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. A brush fire outside of Bend forced the sudden evacuation of about 200 homes Sunday afternoon. The fire began around 3.45 p.m. and spread, propelled by high winds. Several fire departments from surrounding areas were assisting in fighting the blaze. Three teenagers escaped from McLaren Youth Correctional Facility in Woodburn early Sunday. Authorities said 17-year-old Christian Goen, 18-year-old Anthony Fitzhenry, and 19-year-old Preston Andrizzi assaulted a staff member, took the staffer's keys, then escaped through a hole in the facility's perimeter fence. The Oregon State Police were searching for the young men who are from the Albany and Salem areas. Sarah Evans, a spokesperson for the Oregon Youth Authority, said it was the first escape at the facility since at least 2000, when the perimeter fence was installed. The roughly 200 youth at the facility are held in locked, dormitory-style units, each supervised by on-site staff and security cameras. Dueling protest groups faced off near the grounds of the Oregon Capitol building Sunday afternoon. Police tried to separate the two groups, but skirmishes broke out in the surrounding blocks. In a particularly volatile moment, one man was taken into custody after he confronted a crowd with a gun after they pelted his truck with objects. Several others were detained as police ordered the crowd to disperse. Right-wing demonstrators initially gathered in Sandy for a freedom rally with plans to travel to the Capitol. The event attracted a much larger crowd of 150 or more left-wing counter-protesters who targeted passing trucks bearing right-wing emblems with paint and objects that in some cases shattered windows. Oregon State play-by-play announcer Mike Parker said he was attacked Saturday while walking through Indianapolis before the team played. The assailant demanded to see inside Parker's bag before shoving him to the ground, Parker said. Nearby police came to his aid, but he told the Oregonian and Oregon Live that he did not want to press charges. Still bleeding from his fall, Parker was treated at the arena and then went to work. Oregon State's sizzling postseason continued Saturday with a win that made it only the second 12 seed in men's NCAA tournament history to earn a berth in the Elite Eight. The Beavers beat Loyola of Chicago 65-58. The Oregon Ducks, however, failed to make the Elite Eight in both the men's and women's tournament. The Oregon women's basketball team was eliminated Sunday night by a 42-60 loss to Louisville, and the men's team lost to USC later that same night, 68-92. Pacific Power made a plan for cutting electricity to a Northern California community due to fire risk, and it warned residents of the conditions that would trigger the shutoff. Fourteen months later, on Labor Day, those very conditions arrived. An investigation by the Oregonian and Oregon Live found that forecasts for the area, then actual weather conditions within the power shutoff zone, surpassed the thresholds the utility had established for preemptive blackouts. Yet Pacific Power never pulled the plug. The Slater fire ignited in the shutoff area just hours later. Stoked by the intense winds, it grew into a conflagration that eventually burned 157,000 acres in California and Oregon, destroying 440 structures and killing two people. Six months later, the fire's cause is still under investigation, but a lawsuit filed against the company alleges it started when a white fir tree weakened by rot and disease failed and fell into Pacific Power's power lines on Slater Butte. Witness accounts also point to power lines. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.